listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. Hey, what's going on everybody? Marcus Rude here. And uh, this episode is just going to be kind of like a discussion and announcements sort of episode. I'm not really going to talk about one specific movie. I'll probably talk about some of the most recent movies I've watched and just kind of briefly go over those and uh, try to make them spoiler free just because I just want to briefly talk about some of the newest stuff I've seen. And um, and the other reason why I'm making this episode is because I haven't put out another episode in like, I don't know, a week or so. And I felt like I needed to put something out there. Um, I still plan on doing a Valentine's Day sort of episode. I made a post on uh, this uh, local, like, kind of like a local uh, horror Facebook page that I made uh, a few years back called QC Horror Empire. And uh, it's just... I mean, anybody can join that if you guys want to join that. That's cool. It's just, uh, I try to post, uh, stuff that's, like, locally horror-oriented. And, uh, but I mean, we, we can post whatever on there. But I'd, I'd usually try to post if there's, like, anything local in our area to post it on there. So, local people of where we live in the Quad Cities, Iowa, Illinois, that they can kind of just, uh you know, see if any events going on or if they're selling anything horror related or want to trade anything horror related. I've, I haven't seen any of that done yet, but I mean, I encourage people to just interact on there. And, uh, as long as, as long as you keep it sort of horror related, I mean, anything kind of goes on there, but, uh, I, uh, posted on there, um, <laughs> not to get sidetracked. I posted on there, like a, a poll of what uh, Valentine's Day oriented horror movie should I cover and most of the votes got My Bloody Valentine 1981 so I'm probably going to end up doing that hopefully if I can't do it by Valentine's Day uh, I did watch My Bloody Valentine 3D last night so <laughs> I can always fall back and just talk about that if uh if I haven't got around to watching My Bloody Valentine 1981 the OG. So I'm going to do what I can. Um I am a family man so I got to put my family first. Uh, so I'm going to try my best though. But if not sorry but I'm going to talk about My Bloody Valentine 3D which I liked I don't know what your guys' opinion is on it, but I did like the the 2009 version. Um, I think it complements really well with the Friday the 13th remake that came out the same year. Like I, I think that would be a good uh, double feature, and I did like the Friday the 13th remake. Uh, I know it's not a popular choice of the movies a lot of people don't like it 
Um, I've talked to a couple people and they like it. So, I mean, <clears throat> if you can come in with a, fr- like, a not fresh mind take on it, but, you know, take a breath and just watch it as its own movie and, you know, not uh, try to be like, oh, it needs to be just like the original. No, I mean, if you're going to do a fresh take on a movie that's, you know, going into a movie that's a remake, you got to make it different. I mean, I don't really want to sit down and watch scene for scene the same movie of the original. If I wanted to do that, I would just watch the original. So, I mean, it's got to be something different from the original. So, as long as... <laughs> this is where it falls into the category of, like, a good remake and a bad remake. I would add that... uh I mean, it's still got to be the same elements of the original, but make it different. Otherwise, who's going to want to pay to watch the same fucking movie? Like, the uh, the Psycho remake is pretty much the same fucking movie as the original. So, but in color instead of black and white. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just one of those people that just, you know, make it different. But still keep the same elements as the original so anyways that's uh probably what i'll be you know so it's either gonna be the original or the remake that i'll be talking about i did sort of like half-ass watch valentine but uh, i didn't get through the whole movie um which i don't think that's a bad movie either but i don't think i'm gonna talk about that one this year maybe next year um, for, uh, what year did that come out? 2000, 2001. For that, that year of movie, I thought it was a decent slasher. I don't think it gets the love that it deserves. Um, so that's, that's my quick opinion on it. Um, before I, I get into talking about a lot of, uh, some of the, the last movies that I've watched, I wanted to mention, uh, some announcements. Um, so this Saturday, February 15th, uh, free horror movie night is happening again this month. And the subject of the films are full, it's Fulci Night Part 2. So you guessed it, there's going to be some Fulci films being played. Movies such as New York Ripper. A Cat in the Brain, which is uh, a movie in an uh, episode I just covered, like two episodes ago. And Zombie, or Zombie 2, however you prefer the title. And more to be announced, uh, I guess maybe at the maybe this Saturday they'll just announce what other ones are going to play. Or they might just throw on some random Fulci films that will just be a mystery. I don't know. Um, as always, it's free, so just show on up and, uh, maybe buy a PBR or, uh, whatever, you know, just grab a beer and, uh, they, they do have some delicious cookies. If you ever get around to getting some of their baked cookies that they have for sale, I suggest jumping on them because they are delicious. Um, it's that... I don't know if I mentioned it's at Roz Talks in Rock Island, Illinois, and it starts at 7 p.m. I mean, they always 
they always start at 7 p.m. But if you get there a little bit early, they're going to spin uh, the Beyond vinyl. So you can you can listen to uh, some Beyond vinyl, vinylage, uh, the movie show. want to mention Midwest Monster Fest is going to be happening again this year, September 5th and 6th. And I, I want to apologize on uh, the website that I keep saying I get or unless I I always thought it was midwestmonsterfest.com but uh it's either they changed it or it's mwmonsterfest.com so I apologize to everyone over at Midwest Monster Fest if I goofed up the website it's www.mwmonsterfest.com and they've announced just a couple guests we got CJ Graham uh, he played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 6. And Linnea Quigley, which everybody knows who Linnea Quigley is. Return of the Living Dead, Night of the, Night of the Demons, etc., etc. And uh, newly announced J.J. Cohen. You may know him from 976 Evil in the Back to the Future trilogy. He's been in a few other things. So, but he's the newest announcee, and uh, I, I just have a feeling this is going to be a really good uh, year for uh, the Quad Cities as far as uh, the horror convention, pop culture convention goes. I, I think this is going to be a really good one. So, I know it's like almost, I mean, under a year away, but it's, it's a ways away. But uh, I was like mentioning in here because it's just going to keep coming closer and closer and uh i just i want the word being spread around because the quads this is the first um like horror convention so i i you know i just want to spread the love and uh just tell more people about it because the more people that i spread the news to or you know just get the to get the word out the more that you know Hopefully, uh, the word just even spreads, you know, even further by just telling people all the time about it. So, uh, your calendars, if, if you want to make the trip to the Quad Cities, it's going to be in Moline at the Rust Belt is the, the venue. It's different from last year, so I'm, I'm anxious to see how the venue is going to be this year. I, I'm, from what I hear, it's it's going to be a heck of a lot better. And last year was amazing, so I can only imagine this year's just <laughs> it's going to be beyond amazing. Um, I want to mention the the movie Spring Fever that I had talked about last episode is running its Indiegogo campaign for uh, the post production of the movie, and. Uh, there's going to be many perks to unlock when you uh, donate or, or buy perks. And uh, it'll help raise funds to meet their goal. The goal is to help submit the film to many f- film festivals as, as much as they can. And, to, and for distribution for the film. Um, some of the perks include you can get stickers, buttons, t-shirts, posters, and a Zed puppet from the movie. And... There's also perks to uh, be a producer and an executive producer 
So uh, take advantage of that. Uh, to my understanding, it's a, a short campaign. Um, I'm going to ask Izzy about that, if, if they can extend that, because uh, there's only nine days left to uh, to fund this campaign. So if you would like to contribute anything, even if it's the lowest perk, just to help spread the, the news of this movie, this is, to my knowledge, probably the last movie that you'll ever see Robert Zarr in. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he played Maniac Cop in the Maniac Cop trilogies. And uh, at least one and two. He might've, there might have been archive footage of him in three. I can't remember. But yeah, anyways, I mean, he's the OG Maniac Cop. And uh, this movie took seven years to make. So... Um, I know Robert Zarr isn't with us anymore, but, uh, they're fortunate enough to, uh, get some scenes done with him in it before he passed. So it, it's incredible that they're finally getting, like this movie's pretty much, like it's wrapped up. It's, uh, you know, they're working on the, the post, uh, production of it and, uh, need your help need your help and uh you get some cool stuff in the process for helping out um the posters look awesome the, the shirts look amazing um you know just help out as much as you can um you can find them on uh the indiegogo website and just you can either type in spring fever and it should pop up like spring fever campaign something and uh otherwise Bear with me. www.indiegogo.com slash projects slash spring dash fever dash post dash campaign number signs slash <laughs> is the, the actual web, uh, you know, the web browser for it or whatever. Otherwise, it might just be easier to uh, just go to Indiegogo.com and then look up Spring Fever. And uh, speaking of Spring Fever, the Spring Fever world premiere will be 18th at 6.30 p.m. at uh, the Rock Island Brewing Company in Rock Island, Illinois. Uh, this event should be a lot of fun. and uh, The movie will be playing first and then uh, a live well, not a live act. There's going to be multiple bands being played. Uh, there's going to be live music performed by a few of the bands that have contributed to the soundtrack of the movie. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, uh, multiple sponsors will probably be there. There's going to be merch table of uh, with a bunch of Spring Fever merchandise to be to be bought at. <laughs> For you to check out and you know hopefully you can snag up some of that and it'll help them just to you know like I said I think uh, for their campaign it's mostly they they want to submit the movie to as many film festivals as they can they just want to spread the word of the movie and infection no I'm kidding that's terrible uh, especially with the uh, current events going on right now but uh it should be a kick-ass time, though. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there. Um, um, 
like I mentioned before, like I, I just, I play a small part in the movie. I'm just, I'm thankful enough to, uh, hopefully be in the movie. You guys will be able to point me out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hopefully I'll be in the movie. I showed up for, uh, some of the zombie extra shoots. So keep my fingers crossed. Um, but anyways, uh, death stitch clothing will be there. And, uh, Jason works really hard on uh on uh stitching like uh like he'll take like old uh um t-shirts and, and he cuts them up with like the designs and then he puts them on flannels and sews them on uh flannels and uh he does this thing where uh you bring your own design of an old t-shirt, you know, maybe it's got holes or, you know, tore up whatever, but you love the design of it and you want to keep it forever, you can bring in your own design to him, and he does these, uh, like, make and takes, I think is what he calls them, and, uh, you know, give him 30 minutes, and he'll do up a flannel with, uh, with your design of your choice, so, it's, it's really cool, he does, he does some really cool work, and, uh, also, Wake Brewing will be there as well, as far as to my knowledge i think they're going to be there with a keg of beer that they're going to make for the event i don't know if it's something they've already made or if it's something entirely new but uh they're a sponsor and to my knowledge i think they're going to bring some beer there as well so always stoked to uh drink some wake brewing beer uh actually over the weekend me and my wife went up there for uh to celebrate our anniversary and uh had some beer. Uh I wanted to get their blueberry stout that's like uh like hand of doom blueberry stout. But all they had was the vanilla version and it was still amazing. So uh if you're ever in the uh Rock Island area, definitely check out Wake Brewing. And uh they also host um uh, horror trivia night um sorry uh the, yeah they host a horror trivia night every third thursday of every month and you can win awesome uh horror swag and uh, i think they also discount some of their drafts that night too maybe like a dollar off or something so that might be something to look forward to if if you're in the area and you want to do something different like horror movies and beer i mean it's it's a no-brainer and uh yeah um for a few more announcements uh i wanted to mention a, f a few of the uh future guest lineups that i have and actually i'm going to be doing a an episode pretty soon with Chilean horror actress Hamina Del Solar. And uh, if you're not familiar with her, she plays Julia in an extreme horror film called Trauma from 2017. Um, I did an incredible interview with her, and this is her first English spoken interview, so I look forward to releasing that episode. And also this is to help celebrate Women in Horror Month this month. So I thought this was a cool way to 
to celebrate Women in Horror Month with uh, uh, a horror actress, and uh, maybe not not an actress that many of you all know, but uh, that's that's the cool thing about having my podcast is I try not to limit myself. So it's really cool when I can reach out to uh, people from all over the world and just want to talk about horror movies and uh and some of their work so um yeah uh it's an incredible interview and like i i personally could probably like never do an interview like that like i can never talk to someone in spanish and just you know give an interview to somebody like just from a totally different language than i'm used to so big kudos to her for actually um you know english is a second language to her so you know big kudos to her for actually doing a full interview in english um it's incredible so i look forward to uh to uh releasing an episode and i i hope you guys dig it um yeah that movie trauma <laughs> it's rough like it, it's up there with uh like a Suri how do you pronounce it Suri Serbian film, I can't even fucking say it. Serbian film, or like uh, maybe hostile a little bit. Like it's it's extreme, like extreme stuff. We'll we'll talk about um, some of the other stuff that she's working on, and uh, just you know a few horror things. Um, it's not like a, a super long interview, but uh, it's an interesting interview for sure. <laughs> Um, some more guests, um, actor, director, Drew Marvick from Pool Party Massacre, and we'll talk about Pool Party Massacre and anything else that he has in the works. Look forward to hearing from him, and, uh, also director, writer, Edward Payson, who made the Cohasset snuff film and, uh, a documentary film called Our Friend John. Um, which that movie will be coming out sometime in February. And uh, I want to try to talk to him about one of his upcoming horror films called The Sunday Night Slaughter. And that movie has like Corey Feldman, Felissa Rose, and Maria Olsen in it. So I'm stoked for that episode whenever that gets released. Um, Also, the... I don't know if I want to give away that Cohasset movie. Uh, we'll we'll save that for uh, when I talk to him. This should, should be an interesting episode. And nothing is set in stone, but for Women in Horror Month this month, I would like to have <clears throat> uh, a local uh, movie horror host. Her name's Marlena Midnight. I'd like to have her on the show. And if you're not familiar with her, uh, her show is Midnight Mausoleum. And, uh, her show is like, it. it's based out of the quad city. So Illinois, Iowa area. <clears throat> and, uh, um, her show is on a, like a local TV station here in the quad cities and they just had their 10 year anniversary. So I'm, I'm really anxious to, um, I mess, I reached out to her and uh, messaged her and, she said she would be on, would be willing to be on the show. So I look forward to having an uh, interview or just, you know, a horror discussion with her. 
And uh, if you are from the Quad Cities and you don't know about her yet, uh, her show airs Friday nights on WQAD Channel 8 and Saturday nights on <clears throat> My TV 8-3. Uh, Merlena and her friends host a B-horror movie late night, like creature features and uh, like old like sci-fi horror stuff like Plan 9 from Outer Space that kind of stuff, um, it's really cool, like, I'm, I'm, uh, oh, what's the word, like, I, I really dig that, uh, there's, you know, multiple people here in the Quad Cities that love horror enough to just try to, you know, make things happen, I guess is the words I'll say, like, I'm just, I'm really stoked to, and even, like, in the past few years, like, I think, like, the horror community here in the Quad Cities has grown so much. Like, now we got a horror convention, and, like, we got our own horror host, and, uh, like, horror movie nights, and uh, the haunted attractions that are around here. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, and, like, we got uh, the writers from The Quiet Place. They're from the Quad Cities. Like, it's just... So much cool stuff happening in the Quad Cities. It's it's a great time to be a Quad Cityan, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully I can get her to uh, do an episode this month. If not, I mean, I'm definitely going to make it happen sometime in, in the near future, hopefully. And... Uh, I do have a few other guests lined up, but uh, none of the dates and everything are set in stone, so just stay tuned. Um, those are in the works. Um, I I also wanted to thank Jason, and he's from the band Nooses, based out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They play like thrash, death metal kind of music, and... Uh, I wanted to thank him because he did the design for our new logo and uh, and uh, sort of like a t-shirt design and it looks fucking sick. I saw a little preview of it and it it's it looks incredible, man. So uh, so stoked to uh, hopefully within uh, the next or within this week, maybe even Friday, um, that I'll post up our our new logo and. Uh, t-shirt design and hopefully you guys dig it i know i dig it um <laughs> it looks awesome so i'm excited to to get those uh, hopefully we're gonna try to get some stickers and shirts made so be on the lookout for those when they come available um his band nooses can be heard on spotify apple music amazon wherever you listen to the music streaming sites they're probably on it um they'll also have physical copies and merch for sale soon up on their Bandcamp page so if you're interested in hearing some like thrash death metal and like they even got some punk elements in it check them out uh and as a bonus if you stick <clears throat> if as a bonus if you stick around this episode i will have their song barren earth play in its entirety at the end of the episode so stick around um i want to say they also put out a sick misfits cover ep that's 
it's a mix of like thrash and punk. It, it sounds awesome. Uh, so if you're fans of the Misfits and, and metal in general, I mean, check them out, dude. Noose is, is killing it. Um, they'll also be playing a show March 19th at the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix, Arizona. So go see them live. And they plan on doing a fall tour, which details have yet to be announced. Um, he also mentioned to me that they're in pre-production on their next EP. So great things are ahead for nooses. Go follow them on Facebook or Instagram to keep updated on them. I'll have their social media as well as the others I have mentioned in this episode in the description below. Or if there's not enough room, I'll either post them on my Instagram or Facebook. And uh, which you can now follow us on Facebook at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook. Just look us up. We're on there. We got our own page. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if for some reason uh, everyone's links and descriptions aren't fitting in uh this episode description i'll just have them up on our instagram and facebook and one more quick announcement before i get into the movie review segment wake brewing is going to be hosting a pagan holiday tapping event this thursday february 13th they're gonna be tapping uh raspberry milk stout and uh it sounds really good um if it's Anything like the uh, vanilla stout, um, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Unfortunately, I'll have to work that night, so I won't be able to make it. But uh, it sounds like a good time. So uh, if you're in the Quad Cities area and you're looking for something to do Thursday night, uh, it starts at, well, the tapping starts at 6 p.m. And uh, there's going to be food there. I think like an outside vendor will be there, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they'll be tapping the Raspberry Milk Stout. Uh, sounds awesome. So uh, check them out at Wake Brewing in Rock Island, Illinois. Uh, message me if you have any questions on how to get there. Or, uh, just, you know, if you want me to send you uh, a link to their page, I'd be more than happy to do that. So... On to the next section. So, I guess I'll, since I think that's all my announcements, I'll just talk about uh, some of the horror movies that I've watched. Um, Most of them are horror movies. Um, Dark Crimes is... uh, uh, a pretty dark movie for Jim Carrey. Uh, I I liked it. I I I liked it because um, I mean I love Jim Carrey. I love I love his comedy movies, man. I mean, I really don't even need to name them all off. Like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, The Mask. I mean, <laughs> he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. But him diving into some more serious stuff, like dark crimes, man. Um, I I thought he pulled it off, man. I I think a lot of people uh, don't give Jim Carrey enough credit as far as... uh, And maybe it's because we've all taken him serious. But 
if you like just try to separate like just kind of put all the comedian or the comedy movies in a box set them aside and then just focus on this movie dark crimes like just try to separate the uh <laughs> the comedy movies from this movie like i think he can he's a very versatile actor man i i really dug it um his performance i mean some of the stuff that goes on in this movie is fucked up but uh you know i thought i thought it was a a pretty decent movie like i, I didn't get bored at all hardly <laughs> but uh the movie's about a hardball detective who's jim carrey becomes suspicious of an author when the incidents described in his hit novel resemble the inner workings of an unsolved murder. Um, this movie takes place in Poland, and uh, it's it's really good, man. Um, the uh, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the place. It's kind of like an abandoned uh, hotel kind of thing, and uh, a lot of these like. Uh, higher in society people go there to uh do whatever to these women like they would do anything and everything to these women as long as you don't kill them they're fine with it and uh as long as they get paid that's their main thing so it's pretty sad there's a lot of you know um some dirty cops in this movie because they're they're in on it and uh and uh you know they'll they'll rape the women they'll um put uh leashes on them and walk them around like dogs just you know being like submissive or the ladies are being submissive to these guys and uh just let these guys do whatever to them beat them you know it's it's pretty bad but uh i mean the, but these women uh willingly go through with this just for money and it's it's sad that this world is evolved around money that bad to where you know but i mean i don't know i forgot if they said this is based on true events it might be or maybe it's not just because of i mean who knows i mean some of this stuff might actually happen in, in different countries or maybe in the united states and we just don't know about it but uh it's a good movie Check it out on Netflix if uh, if you're into some darker crime shit. <laughs> like the title of the movie, Dark Crimes. Yeah. Check it out, man. I mean, if you've never seen it and you're looking for something, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Um, Hide and Go Shriek. Uh, my friends over at Funbox Monster Podcast covered this uh, a couple episodes ago. And... Uh, they did a really good job on their episode, so uh, I probably won't do an episode on it. But I I love listening to their podcast, so I I had to watch it, and uh, I actually dug it. I really dug it a lot. Um, it's about a group of teenagers spent the night in a furniture shop for a graduation party, and uh, one of them talks her boyfriend into a game of hide and seek and a psycho killer starts hunting them down one by one um i think this is the first time i mean that i can recall that uh a gay killer like a gay slasher movie was born um i could be wrong but uh i mean i i thought it was really good i mean it, it was like something 
ahead of its time or like something that's never been done before and uh and uh you know kind of shows you maybe some of the psychological side of uh what uh gay people go through i mean not i mean th- and this is probably very vague i mean this is just you know because like it's it's more based on a slasher than like his, you know, the killer's background. I mean, it just kind of briefly goes over his background. So, I mean, it's, it's really basic, like vague, maybe, I don't know about, uh, you know, what maybe gay people go through. But, uh, uh, as far as like being like a slasher goes, I, I think it's, it's a fun slasher and, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, and one of the one of the kids, or one of the teenagers, as I should say, uh, one of the guys, he actually is in uh, in uh, what's his name uh, for the Misfits, Glenn. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I forget his name. Glenn Danzig, his new movie, Veronica, or. Oh my god, I'm butchering the shit out of this. Verona, Veronica? Not Veronica, Veronica, I think. Yeah, he plays in that movie, so I thought that was kind of, you know, random. Because uh, when I watched this, um, that's like when uh, Veronica was like playing in theaters or something like that. Like There was just a lot of coverage with Veronica for some reason like around that day and then so I when I looked up uh some of the descriptions of like some of the actors and stuff I I seen that he played in this movie and Veronica I was like oh that's kind of a random little tidbit fact but uh yeah if you haven't seen Hide and Go Shriek I definitely recommend checking that one out then uh Hard Rock Zombies was another one I watched and uh the guys over at Forever Midnight did an episode on it, so I had to watch that and uh <laughs> that fucking movie is nuts, dude. It's it's all over the fucking place. Uh it's I guess about Hit- Hitler cultists kill everyone in a heavy metal band, but the lead singer uh brings them back as zombies. <laughs> It's it's a very vague description, but pretty much, I mean, it's because this this movie doesn't make sense. So I guess that's probably an accurate an accurate description. But uh, yeah, like the the bass, not the bassist, or was he? Well, he played the bass uh, when they're driving this van. But the the lead singer plays a song, and it's it's a really weird song, kind of like a. Um, oh, kind of like a Lords of Salem song, and uh, the guy's like, "Oh man, that's kind of cool. What are you playing?" He's like, "Oh, it's like this old, uh, like voodoo song that's supposed to bring people back from the dead or some shit." And uh, I don't know if that's if they by playing that made them come back to life or what. I mean, that movie's fucking nuts, and. Uh, Phil Fontecaro, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's in that movie. He's been in like a lot of full moon films. He's a uh, uh, a little person that uh, he's been in like everything in the nineties, and 
in the 80s as well. I mean, this, uh, like, Troll, um, what was the other one? Like, Sideshow from Full Moon, and, uh, oh, I think he was in a Tales from the Crypt episode as well. I forgot which one, but, I mean, he's been in everything. If Once you see him, you know who he is. But he plays in this movie, and, uh, it's it's great i definitely i mean it's not great but it's definitely worth a watch i would definitely check it out uh anyways uh midsummer was another one i watched and it's about a couple travel to sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled fabled midsummer festival but what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Now this movie, um, I'll say I liked it. Uh, Well, I definitely liked it better than Hereditary. I'm one of those people that didn't really care for Hereditary. But Midsommar, I I did like it. Uh, It's something I've... I guess maybe even people in general just haven't seen before, like a horror movie in the broad daylight. Like it was like beautifully well shot and uh, a lot of disturbing images in uh, some of these scenes. It it really was, you know, if you're into like the higher tier horror movies, as far as like brutality and just disturbingness, I would say check it out. It's not a slasher by no means, like just like funny gore. Like it's like a well put together movie and uh just dreadful at times, like the beginning really depressing and uh and dreary, but I mean, it once they get over to Sweden, like shit just pops off and crazy shit happens. So definitely check that out. The next movie I watched was Tammy and the T Rex. Uh, I watched that on Shutter, and it's about a teen learns that a scientist implants her dead boyfriend's brain into an animatronic dinosaur. And as far out as that movie sounds. It's pretty far out, but it's an entertaining far out movie. So, um, if you're looking for like a non serious, like horror type movie, I mean, it's got horror elements, I guess. Like, it's not really a horror movie, but, um, I watched like the gore version that Shudder had on there. And, uh, so, you know, it added in the gore scenes that I guess was taken out of the original movie. Um, it was awesome. It was very entertaining. Um, the uh, teen girl is Denise Richards, and so it was interesting to see her in uh, an early '90s film with uh, Paul Walker and a young, a very young Paul Walker is in this movie as her boyfriend. And uh, it was entertaining, man. Uh, if you've never seen it, definitely check it out. And uh, speaking of Denise Richards, she also played in uh, that horror movie called valentine from early 2000s just to tie in that little valentine's day uh you know that little part since it's close to valentine's day i just figured i'd say that she yeah she's in that movie and in a valentine's horror movie 
So check that one out. I also watched Sleepless for the first time. It's a uh, Dario Argento film from the early 2000s. And it's about an insomniac detective who who uh, who's played by Max von Sydow. Um, you may know him as the priest from The Exorcist. He comes out of retirement to track a serial killer who copies a string of old murders. So, uh, uh, it's, it's an okay Jallo movie. It's, it's definitely not Argento's best, but it was decent. You know, it's early 2000s. Um, I guess, uh, I think it's the German version or there's a, there's another version of the movie, I think on DVD that, uh has a director's cut or like some extended scenes on it and it's supposed to have extended scenes of the kill scenes which I would like to watch that version because I felt like the kill scenes were pretty bland I mean coming from Argento like either they were cut too short or there was hardly anything shown like and I'm sure it had something to do with, like, the studio rights or, you know, whoever the distributors were. They didn't want some of that because they felt like the the audience doesn't want to see all the blood and guts. Or I don't know what the case may be. Should have just kept that shit in there. People want to see. People want to see the gruesome stuff uh, for the most part. So, I mean, that, that and I think that's why Sleepless was sort of a sleeper. Because of, you know, it was just kind of like a, almost like a TV made for movie, or TV made movie, or whatever, movie made for TV. Sort of like that, because, I mean, sure, I mean, there was a little bit of nudity in it, so okay, I guess. But, uh, I don't know, it was a, it was a so-so movie, it but I'm sure maybe like the like I said I'm sure the uh, other version, the extended director's version or whatever, is it's probably better. So maybe I'd like it if I watched that version. Uh the next movie Bliss, which is another Shutter movie. That one's a Shutter exclusive. And oh man, I really loved this movie. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was uh, unique, adding in. Uh, never seen before I thought it was really well done man uh, so kudos to whoever all all the people that worked on that movie because that one uh, really impressed me and uh, the movie is about in need of creative inspiration a professionally stagnant and hard partying Los Angeles artist named Desi Donahue recklessly indulges in a series of drug binges as the narcotics fly out of control, explicable yet unquenchable craving for blood. As someone who has never been able to control her vices in the first place, Desi is so violently consumed by this bloodlust. So, man, yes, this <laughs> this move is awesome. I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And, uh, yeah, it, and, uh, there's also, like, a Oh, kind of like a, a warning before you watch the movie. Like, there is a lot of uh, flashy scenes, especially the intro credits. So if you 
um, get dizzy really easily or uh, have like narcolepsy um, or just, you know, suffer from uh, anything that causes like a, a bright flashes and stuff. Maybe not to maybe not to check this movie out, but, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a really well made movie and uh very artistic and the imagery is beautiful and uh yeah i can't i can't praise this movie enough i i really dug it and uh i will probably end up buying a physical copy of it some way shape or form down the line and uh add that collection now the next movie i watched is called the devil and father of morth and this was a documentary type movie that uh, was made or directed, or however you want to say, by uh, William Friedkin, who, uh, cre- well, not create The Exorcist, but he directed the original Exorcist movie. 45 years later from making The Exorcist movie, he ends up... Uh, making a documentary on a real-life exorcism that goes on over in Rome, Italy. And it it was a little slow getting into. I mean, maybe not at the beginning because he kind of explains how he made the exorcist, and then he's talking to a few people about uh, their thoughts on, like, uh, if exorcisms are real and whatnot. And, uh, but then it really gets interesting when uh they actually get to the exorcist part and just hearing the demonic sounds come from the lady that they're exercising it it it's really eye-opening man it, but it also kind of made me like think like is this real or is it fake but i just i just can't imagine this movie being fake so just uh just hearing some of the sounds that come from her it's like man dude like sh- this shit is real and uh i think that you know i mean that's that's horror in itself man it's uh it's uh you know if there's if there's really demons and the and there's really a devil i mean there's got to be a you know there's got to be angels there's got to be a god I mean, you can't have one without the other and that's that's kind of what uh Friedkin kind of says towards the end but i mean it really makes you think that's what i'm getting at it's like it really makes you think if uh you know if if that's if that shit uh, i don't know how else to explain it but uh a lot of people kind of i don't know there's a lot of mixed feelings on it um uh, my opinion is like i mean it's not like the greatest movie ever or greatest documentary ever but uh it's definitely worth a watch and uh if you got netflix definitely put that in your queue and uh watch it sometime especially if you know majority of the horror fans that i talk to their favorite movies the exorcist so it's one of those things like you gotta watch that documentary even if you don't believe in uh the devil and and you know, the religion and, or, you know, 
whoever your belief is. Um, there, you know, there, there's some really cool parts as far as, uh, you know, him talking about the exorcist and whatnot. So there's a lot of really cool tidbits in it. If you're a fan of the exorcist, definitely check it out. Um, and then like I mentioned, uh, my bloody Valentine 3d, I don't know if I want to discuss that, but yeah, I watched that last night and, uh, I dug it. I dug it. Um, I might just save this for my next episode or, you know, (laughs) I might say that I was going to talk a little bit about it, but I might just save that. Um, see the other one. Oh, and then, uh, last night I watched, uh, another documentary called death by metal. And it's uh, a documentary, uh, is in it, excuse me. It's a documentary of a remembrance documentary where death fans will gain a better insight into Chuck Skoldner's ascension to metal fame and then the Bray tumor, which ended up taking his life. So it's a documentary about the death metal band called Death. And uh, I thought it was really well made. And, and like the description says, it really does give you a better insight on... Uh, what their what their lives were and uh kinda kinda how death came to be and uh and then it kinda just uh kinda went through like their whole discography. Like there's uh multiple members of the bands throughout the years are given their take on what happened during that time frame. And uh, you know, they talk about Chuck and, and how he was and and it was really interesting to uh to see all that and then just like how they put the 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 documentary together how like the tr- the transitions and stuff were with uh album covers and uh and it made it look like it was like one of those old school that uh some old interviews with uh Chuck and and uh you know, it really, it really, uh, puts you in the perspective of the time frame of when all this was happening, like during the eighties and, uh, and so forth. So really cool. Like if, if you're really into death metal, metal in general, or if you just, you really like the band death and they also talk a little bit towards the end about control denied, which was the band that he went on to, making after the band death so i mean there's um quite a bit of good stuff in there so you know it's it's not going to be a documentary for everybody but if if you're a fan of metal that's that's one to definitely check out especially when death was kind of considered the quote-unquote like founding fathers of death metal like they just they sort of created that sound in a sense. Like they, they ended up like kind of working outside the box. Like they, they weren't really just focused on, you know, the early years they, they did focus on just the straight death metal stuff, but then they, you know, they grew as as musicians and they expanded their horizons and they went above and beyond more than just death metal. And I really think that, 
without death, a lot of the, the metal bands wouldn't sound the way they sound now. Because there's there's so much diversity in in music, especially with all these even like new subgenres that are being made. Like there's this, you know, there's just so much different differentiality in metal. Um, I, I could I give examples, but I mean you know what I'm saying. Like there's this you know so many different subgenres of metal now. Like it's not just heavy metal or metal like there's just there's so much more now death thrash black um grindcore i mean even though that stuff was sort of around when death was made but i mean like now there's even just more different sub genre stuff and um <laughs> i should probably shut up while i'm ahead but i mean you get the point i mean they really did help shape uh even like metal what we listen to nowadays and uh yeah i love that band and uh <laughs> and uh yeah good shit so um that's probably gonna be about it for this episode and uh like i said i just wanted to pump something that uh, uh just to give you guys some more content before i uh made the valentine's themed uh, episode and uh probably shortly right after that i'll release the himina del solar episode where i talked to the chilean horror actress from chile and uh yeah yeah so i'm not i'm not uh not going anywhere guys if i don't pop out an episode in a week or whatever it's either i got something going on or something came up so apologize for that but uh you know that's life man you know sometimes we get a little preoccupied with other stuff but i you know i'm gonna try as much as i can to try to make episodes every week if if i can't just bear with me i'll still gonna make content in some shape or form um but i'm gonna end the episode Right now, I'm not going to have my usual end credits. I'm going to just let the episode ride out with Noose's song called Baron's Earth. And hope you guys dig it and uh, definitely go check them out. They're either on whatever social media that you can go find them. Just go follow them. They're a kick-ass band. And uh, if you don't like metal, um, sorry, not sorry. But, I mean, you can always end the episode right now. But if you like metal, just let it ride. Enjoy the song by Nooses, Baron Earth. <laughs>